Hello, 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 and welcome to another podcast from Drunk Girls in the Morning. It's your girl Kay and Voltron. <laughs> hey, we got Lo over here. And we're going to do a quick cheers. One, two, uh, something, something, ladies. Okay. Voltron, what are you drinking? I, today, I am drinking raspberry white claw because uh, little monsters put your claws up. Ooh. I'm drinking ruby grapefruit white claw. Drunk girls in the morning. White claw endorse us. <laughs> uh, Lo, what are you drinking? Um, I've got a verbal, bourbon barrel aged cabernet. Oh, okay, fancy. It's my favorite fucking one. Who's it mine? Robert Mondavi. Ooh. It's like 12 bucks at Wingco, so not, not too terrible, but a day like today, it's you, you need your 12 bottle, <laughs> bottle of wine. $12 bottle of wine. So we're going to go into uh, trending Twitter, and I'm going to pass it off to Voltron over here. So the actual number one trending on Twitter is The Bachelorette. <laughs> okay, I saw a previews for this, and let me tell you, it looks like a load of crap. I agree. They had to quarantine for like 200-something days, and then they were able to get all together. And this is all from the promos, like, right? And as, like, there was this guy yelling, like, way to be like the oldest Bachelorette to date on the show and she was like yeah it's because i haven't held out for guys like you oh no (laughs) so honestly i don't don't watch the bachelorette i watch love island because that's the garbage tv i'm into the quarantine bachelorette man that's that's something else i haven't really watched any of it i don't really get the hype i guess but i mean i used to watch like the rock of love and flavor of love and stuff like that. So that was kind of like the bachelor and the bachelorette, but that's, that was a long time ago. And that's about as far as I went with it. Flavor of love was the best. I love New York. I love New York. So that's the end of the trending Twitter segment because it's sports and we don't follow sports. Boo. I'm guessing one of them is LeBron James. No, actually LeBron is not on the trending. We have Dodgers. Uh, they had a good base. They had a good game, as far as I remember. I was at the sports bar watching it, and everybody was like, oh, "Can you put it on the Dodgers game?" And so, like, people were there watching that. I guess that's about as much as I know. <laughs> yeah, it says the Dodgers' late ninth inning rally falls short as they lose. Yeah. Oh, woohoo! Oh. Go Dodgers! <laughs> you lost. Congratulations! You're trending on Twitter. But they had a really good game. <laughs> Pat on the. Pat on the had a really good game. Um, I, I guess it does say something that, that isn't yeah. being said on Twitter, but is kind of <laughs> viral right now, is what's going on with Halloween. I've seen a lot of really funny memes of yeah. people like slingshotting candy to kids and stuff, but slingshotting candy at people—that's hilarious. <laughs> Ultron, who are you planning on being for Halloween? Uh, I don't really have any plans yet. My fiance and I are thinking maybe he's never seen Top Gun. And that's always a really mm. fun costume. Um, we are of the conservative variety. And so I was thinking a very scary costume and also kind of funny because he has long hair right now. So we could like brush it back. Donald and Melania. I would love that. <laughs> oh. 
Yeah. Wouldn't that be so funny? He could do the orange face makeup. But, I mean, we don't really care that much, so probably just something easy. I don't know if you remember one of the house parties, Halloween parties we had at... Um, the, the big house? Uh, there was someone who showed up. I, I'm pretty sure it was before Trump became president. Maybe it was just when he started running the first time the campaign was just starting someone came in with a one of the big like cardboard cutout faces of trump when that was and it was just it was too good it was just a giant and all the pictures there's just a giant trump face in the back of all of the pictures it's pretty hilarious that's hilarious maybe we'll get giant trump and melania faces and that'd be easy and funny Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was going to say. It's a lot easier that way. Did you not see that Spirit Halloween? There was some place that uh, somebody moved all the Trump face masks to the devil area. <laughs> section. Yes, I did see that. And then that some lady good. called HR. <laughs> oh, my. I mean, I don't know if that was an employee <laughs> or not, but that was kind of funny. Um, Excuse me. This is Karen. Um. They put all the Donald Trump masks next to the devil masks, and he is clearly orange, <laughs> not red. A quick little, uh, another one of my favorite costumes from the uh, frat house, our frat house <laughs> parties, um, was the one year when one of our roommates dressed up as Borat in the green thong bathing suit. The one that goes oh, all the way yes. over the shoulders. I wasn't there, but I definitely saw pictures, yeah. Yep, all the way up, around the junk. Seriously, Ew. so much hairy ass in that. Oh my god! <laughs> in that bathing suit. That, that was very revealing. Uh, you I did think... not want to be caught. You did not want to be caught walking up the stairs behind him. <laughs> no. But his face level right there. <laughs> I think the last party that I went to at the. Uh, the frat house was uh, one of my favorites only because I was running a 101 degree fever and I didn't want to miss it. And I dressed up like Goku, uh, Super Saiyan Goku. And I brought my little Dragon Ball and everything. And I remember this one guy just wouldn't stop bothering me. And I just kept Kamehameha, like Kamehameha, (laughs) over and over again. I was like, get away. And I wasn't there long, but that's all I remember. And, like, I think I, I have so many costumes as a cosplayer. Like, I am literally sitting in a room of costumes right now. Um, I had made one for last year. I wanted to be Chitara and my significant other. Uh, I wanted him to be Panthro. And I don't even think I ended up doing anything last year for Halloween. What do you guys think about trick-or-treating? It would be COVID at Halloween. Well, I don't get trick-or-treaters already, so it doesn't matter to me. Like you don't get them to your house that come to your house? No, my, my driveway is too long, and no. I, over the last, like, 15 years I've lived in this house, uh, they have never came down the driveway. Like, it's just not a thing. Yeah, I also don't have trick-or-treaters because I am 20 minutes into the country, <laughs> so I don't even have a sidewalk. <laughs> um right so you're not getting any you're not getting in general like how are people doing it and if it's is it like kind of morally ethical to be doing it i heard i heard that the post office was offering those little like tunnel shoot things uh to strap to whatever and like just shoot the candy down i think they're like about 
five or six feet long for like posters to send and stuff. Like I heard, I heard that. Why, why are you shaking your head at me? Like that's what I heard. That's just so funny. That's- it's I'm I'm like oh my goodness. I'm like that is insane. It's not insane. It it's actually but pretty cool. It. I think you could actually make that really cool. It's cool, but they're still touching it. Well, my work, what we're doing is because we're doing little trick or treaters, and like they can go, they have to be outside because we have like a big resort property, right? And it's a, it's an old school that they remodeled right. into being a resort property. So what they're gonna do is it's like rain or shine, bring your umbrella if you need it, and then you, we have like this little path all the way around the outside of the property. So what you can do is like walk with your kid. Obviously, you have like you have to wear a mask, but I mean, people wearing masks, I don't know. So you have to wear your mask. But the big thing about our trick-or-treat thing is it's it's touchless so what we're using like tongs to hand out candy and that's oh the tongs big is a thing good that idea. makes it super safe because <laughs> then no one's actually touching yeah no that's the thing yeah or plastic gloves even if you're throwing it down it's an it's a no touch trick-or-treat that's like how we're we're playing it off it's we got the candy we're not you know because we have been throughout covid and everything like we have had to comply to so many rules, especially being a big resort that has hotel, restaurant. We have a soaking pool. We have a movie theater. It's, it's a huge place with like tons of different services and all the rules we've had to go through. Like this is peanuts. Like it's nothing. Like it's like right. we can, we are going to own Halloween. We're going to do it. But at the same time, it's kind of frustrating because you have the people who are calling and calling and calling being like, well, how's it going to be safe? How do you know it's going to be safe? It's like, okay, so there's, I really respect your opinion because it's like, I res- I don't feel like it's responsible for me to go out and do it. If you don't feel safe, stay home. There's going to be people out who are risking it and they're right. taking the risk going to do it. Yeah. If you're afraid there's too many people around, stay home. You don't have to come out. We're not right. forcing you to do that. So that's kind of been like the frustrating thing about COVID is everyone's like, well, what are that your sounds... rules? What's how, what's your capacity? What, what's going on? Right. And that's what it sounds like for your work, Voltron, is that like, hey, uh, how many people are going to be there? What does it look like? Like, we don't know. Right. We don't take reservations. Exactly. Like, it's not like that. Uh, you're going to show up and take that risk if you want to take that risk. And that's just what it's going to be. However, I do feel like going to a property as where you work is going to be a better bet for more fun and a little bit more safer capacity because they're following along procedures and guidelines than to go to a house that's shooting um, them down like the little shoots I was just talking about because you're still touching the product and shooting it down something constantly. So um, I don't know. I, I feel like your work is doing yeah. it right. I've, I really appreciate it. I think it's cool that they're doing it outside too because they have so much area inside that they could take advantage of and everyone would be so much more comfortable. But right. for those people who want to have that experience and not necessarily go inside the building, you don't have to go inside where technically, you know, I don't really believe it. I'm not afraid of it. I'll work. I'll be there. That's fine. But I understand. But I want other people to feel safe. That's my yeah, big thing. You want to respect others. I want to respect others. I want to make sure that they feel... The most important thing is feel safe. Like, I mean, I feel like respect and safety are completely different when it comes to safety and... Because I'm actually head of the safety committee where I work. So it's actually very important to me that we're following the procedures and we're doing everything that we need to to make sure that... Because we want people to feel comfortable when they come. So I understand when people call asking like, well, how many people are going to be there? It's like, I don't have answers to all those questions. Just like people call, when's your movie theater going to open? 
I wish I knew. If I had a date, I would tell you. But it, we are literally waiting for them to tell us we can. Yeah, and that's that's sort of the thing with COVID in general right now is people calling in and just us not having the exact answers that they want to hear. Um, I have guidelines that I can read you, but that's about it. Lo, how has uh, COVID been affecting your business and the things that well, you do? What are your guidelines First off, like? I'm going to touch on the trick-or-treating thing for the kids. I say just get some t-shirt launchers and shoot the candy. <laughs> not... <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Sorry, that's I best said, that's case brilliant. scenario. Not at the kids. Not directly at the kids. But like okay, go on. in the air and then they can pick it up out of the grass or something, you know? And then, <laughs> and then they're only touching one. <laughs> <I can't. laughs> like, don't blind a kid with candy, but like Okay. Yeah. And each kid has to have a zone. Like, because you have to have a zone, yeah, like, okay, any like, candy that falls in this zone, you can pick up. Because then you have kids falling all over each yeah, other, running all over each other. It's like, okay, everybody get in your little box. Candy's going to fly. You can you all put, experience like, this together. But stay in your box. Yeah. Temporary spray paint all over your, your front yard, but in different <laughs> colors. Make it fun. And then, all right, everyone, <laughs> line up. Find a color. Find a circle. <laughs> it's going up. Here we go. Honestly, <laughs> not a bad idea. <laughs> That is not a bad idea. Revolutionary ideas here at DGITM. Now Lo just wishes she has kids to shoot at. (laughs) Go on, Lo. Go on. I just, uh, I mean, if I was a kid, I would want to trick or treat like that. That sounds super fun. (laughs) Candy falling down from the sky. I mean, come on. (laughs) I can't stop laughing. So, uh, Lo, where you're working right now, is it affecting you? Is how is COVID affecting Wait, where you? Where are you working right now? That that's what I was gonna ask. Where am I working right now? <laughs> oh, shit! <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Okay, never mind. I'm so coronavirus. Sorry. <laughs> coronavirus is getting coronavirus. Real. I didn't mean to pry, low. No, oh, my bad. No. It's not prying at all. I'm basically. Um, Slightly on hiatus right now. Aren't you taking? Aren't you in a clinic or something? Not yet. I will be. Well, once I get my CA, my chiropractic assistant um, certification, I'll start out there, and then uh, once I get board certified with the National Acupuncture Board, um, then I'll be starting up my own business as an acupuncturist. But baby steps. Um, since I graduated uh, like quick a month question. ago, I took time off. Yes. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, I was just saying, since I just graduated a month ago, I've just been taking some time off um, to gain my sanity back, and then I'm going to start studying for my board exam. Okay, I know that you said you want you feel responsible to like stay home, and like I really respect that. I think that's awesome, but we're getting busy again. Like we yes, are we're... getting busy. I've been my business has been so I work at a golf course, and it is one of the only things that you can do in COVID right now. Um, that being said, we have been slammed. Um, our numbers have skyrocketed like probably three, three or four times fold from the previous year, which is insane. Like looking at it on paper. Um, and our, our gift shop is a thousand dollars over sales for the month. And we're only on the 13th day of the month when we're recording this. Exactly. So that being said, you can tell that people are looking to get out and go do things. And 
to try to police them in a way that is appropriate is probably my biggest sense of problem. Like it's my, it's my biggest problem right now. Like it's policing. Um, it's not something I want to do. And granted, it's not something I'm paid for and or paid enough for, for that matter, uh, to have people yelling at me, screaming at me, telling me that I'm a sheeple or this and that dude, I'm just trying to keep my job. I'm just trying to keep the doors of this business open. Like whether you believe in it or not, this is what I need to do to keep the doors open for you. (laughs) Well, I think a really important part is does your company supply a free face mask for guests who come Um, in? As of right now, no. See, I think that makes a big difference as far as the customer service aspect goes. Because when someone walks in, they don't have a mask. I'm like, oh, can I give you a mask? And everyone's like, oh, yeah, sure, no problem. And when you give them that offer, it's it's it ends the discussion right there. Um, right. Lo, how do you feel about that? Um, the only thing I think about that, it's, it's I, don't, I don't know how viable it is necessarily, but the free mask thing, I mean, I think it's been mostly fine so far. Nothing's really bothered me necessarily because, I mean, I know there's people out there, like you said, your customers that are like, calling you a sheeple and this and that but it's just like okay what what if it all does turn out to be a big hoax or a big government plan or whatever what if it does what's the worst that wearing a mask did to you it kept people safe like if the it, it or it, it theoretically kept people safe because if it was a thing then it kept you safe so it's like that's that you're just doing the basis of trying to keep safe like you said keeping the doors open so they can right. keep coming in there. Um, my thoughts on the whole giving a free mask thing is I'm a little indifferent about that because that does put out, like I, I totally get your point of like, it does end the conversation of controversial people um, who don't want to wear one. And they didn't really get a chance to argue at that point, but with how many disposable masks are being um, littered now and being thrown away and, yeah, it's like, okay, we, we banned straws just, what, last year or the year before, and now we have all of these right. masks floating around in the ocean that look like jellyfish, that, like, whatever. So so that's kind of the thing with that. So it's kind of for like, the environment. you know, good and evil. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Another thing I was going to talk to you guys about, so because, Carrie, you bring up a good point, like some people, or it's, or it's probably difficult hiring people right now or bringing people back to work because people want to only work a day or two a week so they can keep their unemployment, which um, that is also kind of between a rock and a hard place sometimes. Like, it depends on the industry you're working in. Like, I mean, Voltron, you and your employees don't work for tips, right? So you work hourly and that's how you get your money. Um, so either way, when your employees show up to work, they're going to get paid um, basically the same amount they were getting paid before. Uh, tipped employees because I was so I was just so everyone of the listeners know I was a bartender working at the place that Voltron works at but the restaurant was so dead I got the temporary layoff and then eventually because I was in school and I couldn't work a certain I couldn't work 30 to 40 hours a week because I was finishing up grad school um, they didn't bring me back yet and then eventually that led to me being permanently laid off so, which is, you know, all fine and dandy. I'm really not that worried about it because I've got bigger and better things ahead of me. But talking to those coworkers of mine, they were 
miserable because there was no one coming in. There were no guests. There were nobody coming in to tip them. So they were working 30 hours a week, but for much, much, much less pay because you can go into work and make tips every day. And that's basically what you're working off of because everything else is minimum wage. These people are going back to work and they have to work a certain amount of hours. And they're so then they're not getting their unemployment anymore. But they're also taking a huge pay cut. Oh, yeah. For that. So for me, the first two months were anxiety, anxiety ridden, like fully anxiety ridden. I was drinking more than I could possibly drink. And I was passed on the couch by like 4 p.m. And I was crying every day because I didn't know what was going to happen with my job. It's all a fear of the unknown. I get a phone call from my boss. that's like, hey, uh, you're going to come back to work on the PPP grant. And we're going to have you be pulling carpet. We're going to have you painting walls. We're going to have you like pulling weeds. And I was just like, Ugh, I am not excited about this, but I am truly grateful for that. Then within that time, yes. I was very excited to get into a different mode, a different type of work environment, and not necessarily focus on customers. I was focusing on just getting shit done. Then the month prior, the month after that, following that, I was so full of anxiety for returning back to work into an unknown situation that I didn't understand. What were the regulations? What was I going to be doing? Was I even going to make money? Was I even going to have hours? Like these were the questions that I was like on sleepless nights about, right? And so I did return back to work and um, in the service industry, in the bar, we were slammed. I mean, we were beyond slammed. We were so understaffed. My boss had extended the bar to wrap around into our back banquet areas. We had a full um, patio seating and we had seating for way too many people. And we were able to do that based off the occupancy for the building, not necessarily the restaurant. So we got through with that. Now, I was getting slammed left and right. And yes, I'm grateful for the money. But was I grateful for the attitudes and all of the... Uh, people who were super rude about the rules that we had to uh, put out there or the policing that we had to do. It's it, it drove me into such a big depression that I actually stepped down as manager and I started working only four days a week as of like about a month and a half ago. Because how are you going to work at 175% um, when you're getting your butt kicked every day? Like it's just you need time to rest. You need time to recuperate. And in a time where everything is uncertain and a lot of people have their uh, mental stability at hand, you have to be able to sit back and say, what's going to be best for me? Okay, I need time to myself. I need an extra day to recuperate. With that being said, let's talk about mental health during COVID. What are what would you say are some good coping mechanisms or tools that people can use especially people in the workforce right now. Like, what does that look like? Like, first of all, I guess it'd be kind of like this sense, the constant sense of impending doom, or the constant like fear of impending doom is, it's so real. It is so real. Like I will just it's horrible. And you know, and I wouldn't yeah. say that I've ever necessarily, and I've never been diagnosed with anxiety. I've never necessarily, like, I've never necessarily struggled with it, but like, anxiousness just just regular life anxiousness and anxiety is been definitely a thing and it's definitely upped itself for me since COVID has started and I mean I'll just be sitting there 
I'll be in the car. Maybe my boyfriend's driving. I'm just sitting in the car for, with just minding my own business. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I just get this sense of impending doom, like something bad is going to happen. I don't know if I'm if I'm overthinking like the future. And there's also so much going on in in my life. Yes. Anxiety. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and then when the fires happened, well, that was the thing with um, the fires too. So I, I got uh, evacuated from my house with the fires, but then I was reading about how smoke is actually a, oh gosh, I can't remember the word. Let me look it up real close. It's a certain kind of neurotoxin that makes you feel more anxious because you're, I'll look up the, I'll look up the word, but it makes you feel more anxious. It makes you feel more in danger. Because your sense of, like a sense of alert, yeah. like like an animal, like when you smell it, you have to exactly. run. Exactly. It's like your fight or flight. Your body and your mind are telling you this isn't yeah. safe. We need to go. But it's it it absolutely makes the sense. entire area from from you know uh, Malala to Beaver Creek up to Troutdale and Portland and this whole area. So it's like you can't really get out of it. So everyone was definitely even more on their toes then. So what would what would be your biggest like thing to say for somebody who like is feeling right now like they can't do anything and it is a feeling of impending doom? What what is something that you would recommend for them to break out of that or at least find a sense of security? I know that Lauren has talked or sorry, Lo has talked about a lot about chakras in the past and I know that she's also talked about Meditation. So I know we all have heard of meditation and breathing exercises. And who knows, maybe on Instagram, those have been shoved down your throat or shoved down your eyeballs. Another one I would throw in would be Qigong or just some light stretching even. So for those who don't know what Qigong is, the translation is basically, I can't say exactly because I don't speak the language, but it is basically energy cultivation so chi is theoretically energy or life source or i mean it chi is in chi which is spelled qi you can also see it chi which is probably more the american way to spell it um but so q qi is how it is traditionally spelled spelled but it's it's like life force it's you could even say it's the force in everything and it's what that makes everything do and be everything chi is what makes your blood move chi is what makes your heart pump chi is what makes you stand up and whatever all these things so qigong is you cultivating more chi is you doing different exercises to strengthen your chi I guess this is kind of a plug, but a good one I have found on YouTube is Qigong with Cassini. I think is how you say her name. K-S-E-N-Y. And you can follow along really easily with her. It's different stretches. Sometimes there's sound uh, therapy. So you make different sounds as there's different sounds that connect with either different chakras or different body organs, um, different tones and hums that that connect with the different organs in your body to strengthen them do you guys ever use singing bowls symbols we we i haven't no not not symbols singing bowls in meditation yes in qigong no because you're you are moving almost the whole time they're seated 
There's um, one that I know low, and I I just want to ask you about it because I think it has to follow mm-hmm. with what you're talking about with connecting certain parts of the brain with your body and through the nose. And one of them that my therapist has told me is to um, do alternate taps on the knees, and then also when you do a breathe, you go in through the mouth and then open your jaw. You open your jaw as wide as you can because your jaw like has like the receptives just the same as you do when you're yawning. It's a relaxive like it relaxes. So I don't know. That's something that my therapist has always told me. I don't know if that's something that you were just kind of referring to in some sort of way. But in through the nose, out through the mouth is just kind of a, a traditional calming breathing um, technique. But I haven't seen the mouth wide open thing, but that does make sense. Because it does kind of relax the jaw. It relaxes the chest because the muscles with the jaw and and your scalene muscles, your accessory muscles. Like, like when you yawn. Um, since th- those are all connected yeah. up to your neck. So when you open your mouth, it kind of relaxes those ones. And so those scalene muscles, those accessory muscles in your, in your um, very upper chest connected to your neck and in your neck. When you breathe through your chest, you're using your scaling and accessory muscles. And that can bring more anxiety and more stress to your body. So you want to breathe through your belly. You want to relax the chest and breathe in in and out through your belly. If you lay down and put your hand on your belly but just up a little bit so that when you breathe in, your belly has to touch your hand when it raises and you breathe in, that's how you want to breathe all the time because it's bringing your energy from these neck muscles and kind of being in more of a fight or flight sense and into the relaxing belly breathing. Go ahead. Sorry, Voltron. Uh, Voltron. My entire life I've had chronic asthma. And one thing that actually does really help chronic asthma, sometimes if you're having really bad breathing problems, is it can be constriction of the muscles around the lungs. And it's not actually the lungs themselves. So sometimes if you have a chest massage, that can actually help with your asthma. Like your, like your boobies? No, not your boobies, your chest muscles. Just like massage them up. So when you're doing, so that's one way to practice deep breathing. You can lay on your back and try to reach your belly with your hand a little bit. Um, that can kind of get you into the style and into the technique and into the uh, muscle memory of being able to breathe through the belly versus through your chest. Also bringing Ooh, your shoulders good. back and down. It's going to open up the chest. We work a lot with opening up the chest in Qigong and in acupuncture. Um, but one little thing for everyone at home, if you want to be able to try something right now, really calming breathing exercise is to breathe in through your nose slowly and strongly for four seconds. And you want to take a full, your full breath, fill it up in four seconds. Hold it for seven. I'm holding it. Hold it for I'm seven. It. And then breathe it out for, breathe out for eight seconds. So slowly blow it all out over the amount of eight seconds. Not, not too slowly, though, but <laughs> enough to get your full breath out in eight seconds. You said eight seconds. What's your eight seconds look like? Is it one, two, three, four, five, no, that's, six, that's seven? It's five. a simple or counting system. One Mississippi, it? two Mississippi, That's three not a simple counting Mississippi. Yes, everybody uses the Mississippi system. That's a not second. Mississippi is a second. Or you could say, you, I don't know, Mississippi, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say maybe like a quick Mississippi. Mississippi though. Okay. Like a one, like a, Mississippi, one Mississippi. The doctor says it's Mississippi. Mississippi, 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 Mississipp
But your Mississippi was a little long. Run Mississippi. To the same Mississippi. Yeah. Mississippi. Suck on it, Voltron. Suck no, on it, Voltron. Suck on it. Oh, yeah. Okay. We did our eight seconds out. Bra- that, I did that in theater as a diaphragm exercise, and it helps build the your – it exercises your diaphragm and makes it stronger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. It, it's exercising your diaphragm. It's making your diaphragm more open, so it ex- it extends lower. Um, and then that, which also is going to open up your lungs. And so all of the organs have different emotions related to them in t- traditional Chinese medicine. And so you give them more room to move, you lessen your anxiety and other feelings of grief and anger and things like that. Really quick. What's the most emotional organ in your body? Your, your liver? liver? Wait, in general? In general. <laughs> in general. In every, in every person, what's the most emotional organ your liver, which happens with no. your liver. No, no, no. Your liver is associated with anger and So stress. my liver's sad. Yeah. So when you get stressed, when you get stressed, your liver chi or your liver function gets stagnant and slows down. And then you get angry and irritable. Irritability. That's what is associated okay, with your so liver. It's, it's stressed the fuck out. My, my liver is like stressed. Yeah. So the thing is so with your liver, so it also is associated with drinking, right? So if you drink some it actually way. helps your liver become less irritable and less angry but then the more you drink or when you're done drinking and you're hung over that's why you're more irritable and angry because your liver got too much of it so like a little bit of it can kind of help relieve your stress which is why people drink when they're stressed right but then too much of it makes it all pissed off again so <laughs> so that is that why i can drink more when i'm like depressed <laughs> well <laughs> That's complicated because women aren't supposed to have more than four drinks a week. <laughs> God damn it. I mean, it's not according to me because I drink more than four glasses of wine a week. Okay, so who's talking about who's wanting to go say, back to saying things about mental health? Was there more there? Oh. Hey, Voltron, knock it off. Ignore my answer. So I'll give a plug in. I'll give a plug in here. If you are somebody who is struggling... And is not really able to access a lot of mental support, then I suggest downloading Headspace. It is about, I think, $70 for a year, but you have access to everything between meditation, anger support, you know, eating disorder, anything you can think of, it's on this app. And breathing, controlling breathing and anything like that. So if you are looking for an app that is going to really help you, $70 a month for a therapist that you can just pay for for a whole year and possibly have enough support from that alone. I'm not saying that that is support alone, but it is a good app. I use it to go to sleep. I use it for meditation i use it for anxiety and especially in the car because i'm a bitch in the car so oh here we go i'm moving on to a topic and i'm gonna talk to you about after covid yo the fact that covid's gonna be a lot easier once we all don't have to wear masks because i literally feel like i'm gonna die on a day-to-day basis I'm excited. I really, even though there's not any good ones around here, I want to go, well, I want to travel for one, but I want to go to an amusement park. I want to ride some fucking roller coasters and eat some 
popcorn. I don't know. But yeah, I'm excited. I would like to go to an amusement park. That sounds really fun. But also, I'd also like just to be able to hang out with my friends and family without worrying about anyone getting sick or being or getting sick myself or whatever. So, are you really worried about getting sick? Um, I'm not because I eat well and I exercise and I get. I have a. I think I have a good immune system and I take my herbs, but. I don't want to put, like, my nephew at risk or my uh, pregnant sister-in-law at risk, anything like that. Well, Voltron, what are you looking forward to doing when... Oh, what am I looking forward to when COVID's over? Yeah! I don't even know. <laughs> I I am really looking forward to not having to wear a mask at all. Once we get to that point, mm-hmm. when I don't... Not wearing a mask at work. I hate wearing a mask at work because my job is talking I talk on the phone. I talk to guests. And so it... it, My God. And people are like, can you pull your mask down? No, nobody ever asked me to pull my mask down. But... What? Enunciating. And plus, so the the thing that it's really difficult is I have the plexiglass between me and the guests. The guests are wearing a mask. I'm wearing a mask. So the sound waves from your mouth are already muffled from the mask. And then you have the plexiglass. And so it's not that it's... I'm 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 not upset about the mask. It's like I literally cannot hear them. Yeah, through all of those layers of sound prevention, and I'm I'm like, what, what? One more time, again. I'm Actually, so sorry. This is a this is a great point because a lot of people like us, like we all were in theater, right? Right. So we all know how to enunciate and we know how to articulate our words in order to come across with or without something over our face. It may be difficult, but we still come across way better than most people, and. A lot of people depend on reading lips. Right. And the other thing is I'm on the phone a lot. So it's just like talking. Like I I can be on the phone making like because I get call after call after call after call. I'm putting people on hold. I'm answering voicemails. So I can literally be on the phone for hours at a time at work. So when I'm talking on the phone and I have my mask on because I want to be safe. It's a requirement. I'm going to follow the rules. I have to wear a mask. I'm not going to pull it down. No. I mean, I will... We are allowed sometimes, if there's nobody around, I can pull my mask down sometimes. But most of the time, it's just easier to leave it on, to just not have to mess with it. Right. So right. I'm just on the phone all the time, and it, it does make it harder to talk. And I'm like, I'm talking, and I'm I'm not saying that I can't breathe, but it does make it harder to breathe. It makes it harder to get air in, especially when I'm on the phone. So, I mean, it, I mean, I wish that I could just be in like a plexiglass box and just have my phone, but I have to be running, or I have to, I have to move around, so I can't do that. It just, it just makes the, because a lot of my job is talking, and like, when I was in high school, I did communications, so it, I'm not upset about having to wear it, because I I know that it makes people feel safe, and it makes people safe, and the plexiglass helps, and my number one priority is guest satisfaction, and a lot of the population where I work enjoy the mask, and enjoy the plexiglass, and if they see that I don't mind doing it, you know, it, it does actually make me happy to adhere to what makes them comfortable. It, I'm like, wow, okay, so me doing this, me making this small sacrifice actually makes a really big impact on their day. And those tiny impacts, even though it may not be something Aww. I completely agree with, like, it it sounds really dumb, but those things, like, make me teary-eyed. And it makes me really happy. I'm like, oh, my God. Like, I know it's not what I like, but, like, it really impacted your day and it really made you right. happy. Like, 
it, I just I just love it so much. So like those those little things, I don't mind it, but it is really difficult, and I really look forward to the day where I do not have to wear a mask at work. That's great. Um, Lo, what are your feelings on uh, final feelings on the mask and COVID? All right, one, I want to go to an amusement park. I want to ride some freaking roller coasters. I want to travel. I want to go some places. But also, just like I said a second ago, but just being able to be around friends and family and not. I I'm looking forward to people finally getting to a norm where they understand um, mm-hmm. just health ethics. But I don't know if that will ever happen. But I'm really, really, that is what I'm hoping towards. What about something that's closed that you're looking forward to? Once it is safe to do appropriately, what are you excited for the reopen or to go back to be able to do again? I'm honestly happy to move on from the um, service industry that I'm in. I don't ever want to stay there after everything that has been said I mean, like, for fun, not work. Like, something that's fun that you like to do that you may may be traveling or something else. um, I really wanted to go to the beach with my boyfriend. And I also wanted to go down the alpine slides and stuff um, up the mountain. And I know that is not something that was able to do right now. But I really, really would like to do it with him. Hey guys, this has been Kay. This is Lo. And Voltron, defender of the universe. Well. And we just want to let you know we're really grateful that you listen to our podcast. And it is DGITM. Drunk girls in the morning, bitches. And I promise I'll be more drunk next time. <laughs> it's a good pledge. I support it. <laughs> I'm Voltron and I support that message. To the good boy.